Welcome to the Integral Being podcast, the podcast that explores a fully integrated wisdom in a complex and fragmented world. My conversation partner is David Lyon. David is a coach for self-employed creative professionals and has been helping me with my online presence for the last years. In addition to that, he has been an important sparring partner in the creation of various online trainings and inspiring conversations such as this podcast. In this episode, we look at the big topic of forcing life and how as human beings, we have a strong tendency to push ourselves and also getting into an inquiry, what are the beliefs and maybe deeper fears we have around relaxing and coming into a state of being and the fear of um, maybe nothing will happen anymore if I really let go in a deeper way. Perfect. All right. Cool. Um, good to be back with you, Gregor, after quite some time of recording a podcast. Yeah, happy to be getting back into it. Yeah, so maybe just for context for people, we've been quite busy with the trauma-informed leadership and facilitation training, and that took most of our attention. So uh, no podcast in the last few months. But yeah, you wanted to talk about... Um, the topic of pushing ourselves, the question, why do we tend to push ourselves? Uh, what would happen if we were to stop pushing ourselves? Um, yeah. Somehow I also heard in it this question of the intersection between productivity and embodiment. Uh, mm. So maybe you want to set the stage of uh, what's present for you there and what you'd like to explore. Yes. Yeah, really happy to talk about that. And so it's a it's a theme that I've, I've been basically exploring all my life. Um, but just in the couple in the last couple of weeks, I had some conversations and also work with clients. Um, this time they were mostly from the corporate world. Um, so highly efficient, productive. Um, capable people by the objective standards of the world um, where there was kind of like a, a thread that often comes up in such conversations about starting to notice when we look at why one is doing what one is doing and not maybe feeling super happy with it all the time. Um, so starting to look at that, the, the deeper reasons and noticing how much one or these people, and I think I will want to include definitely myself and pretty much everybody else on the planet, or most people that I know, um, how we we are pushing ourselves, where there is a not where our actions and doings in the world are not coming from a only or um, maybe as a majority from a place of trust and feeling like oh. This is what I want to do, and I go for that, and I I act on my impulses and my my emergent movements within myself. But like we're pushing ourselves, and of course we live in a world where we're in a way supposed to and highly rewarded often also for pushing ourselves and creating pressure on having too many things, and I find it always again and again interesting because of course we can say that's just the way the world is but <laughs> i think it's a 
um, a distortion of the way life is meant to be or can be. And if we push that a little further in conversations, what often comes underneath is suddenly a deep-rooted belief or fear that um, what if I don't push myself anymore? And the fear underneath is that I will well, probably won't be doing anything anymore. I will not be productive anymore. I will not push myself so hard to excel, to be uh, go beyond limits. I will not um, reach any of my goals anymore. And you can see that in the corporate world, but you can see that in, in, in families, even in the way you relate to your body and so on. This is, I think it really uh, runs across all arenas of life. And in, in one particular conversation that for me was really pertinent was like the person was sharing a man like very highly successful and he was sharing, yeah, I think I'm actually quite lazy, um, but I have my routine, so I, I do my things, but I'm actually quite lazy. And I was like, that's an interesting way to, to talk about yourself. And so what does that mean? And we talked about all the things that he does. And then I, I just mirrored that back to him. And at one point I said, well, it doesn't quite sound like you're really lazy. Um, and then it started to become also more apparent to him. It's like, no, actually, I'm actually doing quite a lot. And then step by step, the conversation went a notch deeper and deeper, where then he was like, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not just not, I'm, it's not that I'm lazy. Actually, I'm demanding a lot of myself. And that again brought up that deeper layer of like, yeah, but if I don't do that anymore, then what? And so this wasn't that very particular conversation, but I've heard that so many times. And I know that in myself, this feeling of what would happen if I stop putting force onto my impulses, like in a way demanding of myself that I should want to do something. Um, and we can, one can do that in very practical ways. Like I have to work X amount of hours a week or do X amount of hours of sports or whatever it is that I'm pushing myself. But it's also sometimes more subtle how we are expecting of ourselves to be in a certain way, to even feel in a certain way. So there's a, I think a very strong collective dimension of how we don't let ourselves be. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I want to um, unpack that a little bit in the conversation because I think it has such widespread um, implications of how we, we live and also create life and how we deal with ourselves, how we treat ourselves as objects rather than as organic living experiences of life. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, uh, one thing that comes up. So, okay, when you say that, I get curious about the layers of this kind of forcing myself that I cannot yet see. Um, because, yeah, we briefly explored before starting to record that. Uh, it can look many different ways. Like the, the result of pushing ourselves doesn't necessarily has, have to look like 
I actually do more, it can also have the opposite effect that I feel like mm. everything is too much. And yeah, I think this is the place where I just want to um, I don't know if it's a counterposition, but in in my circles and communities, uh, or let's say more broadly, like more like hippie communities, uh, I don't necessarily see people doing too much. I see them struggling to implement the things that they see that they would love to do. And I think that's something that I've explored a lot in my life. And I think to some degree, I've actually gone through this process that you described of what actually happens if I stop pushing myself. And I've really had times where I didn't do anything. And then I've come back to, and yeah, obviously, I guess this goes uh, in circles or in spirals, but I've come back to a place of, I don't have to feel ready to do something. Or I don't expect myself to be ready to do something. I can still do it. And like this, this overemphasis in certain communities on it has to feel right and good. Mm -hmm. I think this is where like the coaching that I do really comes in is like people have certain ambitions or dreams. And as they start implementing, uh, it becomes challenging to actually continue doing it. And I think often it's not necessarily because uh, it doesn't feel right, but because, uh, you know, fear comes up or limiting beliefs, uh, even like the sense of like, I cannot even imagine this being possible, what I want to accomplish. And I think those are places where it is actually powerful to find a way to keep moving forward without being violent with oneself. I think it's a really in intricate point of like, uh, how, how can I, despite not feeling ready, how can I do something while still honoring the things in me that feel scared and overwhelmed and so on? yeah so <laughs> yeah. here we are that's that's the, the the richness of the conversation i think to start with like first of all i fully agree with what you're saying so it's not and then maybe one has to define the terms of what, what what are we actually talking about so where i'm most interested right now is like the deeper layer of how we are relating to ourselves mm -hmm. i'm not talking about and it's good to bring that into clarity i'm not talking about doing something versus not doing something like doing in the sense of like taking actions maybe working a lot um having goals actually really sticking and committing to to plans or routines or practices or not doing something like ah, i i don't do anything i i lie on the couch and i uh, just go on vacations and um, whatever even that can be a doing so um, so I'm more curious to talk about where are we coming from when we're doing something or also not doing something and I of course I agree like I I've, I also have my hands or my feet in both worlds very much like in the personal developmental se the development sector let's say where um 
people often choose to go because they're sick and tired or one or don't want to be in this like hard pushing work your ass off kind of environment and i work a lot in the corporate culture where this is the norm if you want to go ahead that's the that's the way to do um and in both worlds i my experience is that there is a lot of pressure in people so regardless of what people do or don't do they're experiencing pressure and i'm of course, there might be people that are more free of that, but um, I think we live in a in a collective culture where pressuring oneself or being hard on oneself is kind of what we call the norm. And you can, if anybody works with therapy or coaching, you get a bit into the self-talk of that people have with each other. It's mostly not very nice and it's mostly not very loving and it takes a lot of work in a way to get to a place where you have something like real self-compassion. And again, the misunderstanding is that self-compassion means that I'm just like a, um, a caricature of a, of a mother figure that says, whatever you want, you do it. And if it doesn't feel right, you don't need to do it. Because that's not life either. Of course, it's super important to have um, like healthy discipline. And I mean healthy coming from a place that supports life and growth for me is not an opposition or is not the same as pushing oneself not at all so what is it then can maybe we can go into like what is the the actual dynamic that's happening or like the clear difference between uh following impulses and doing something in addition to that or instead of that and the difference between uh, understanding that uh, my nervous system has ways to uh, keep myself safe so that doing something uh, big will probably be met by uh, attempts to, to stop that and uh, this is for me where coaching comes in, where it's like, how do I navigate that in a compassionate way and still move forward? So what is the difference between that, pushing ourselves in an unhealthy way and just following impulses? Yeah, um, I'm still figuring it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I'm honestly I'm practicing. I think it's, it's, a, it's a big question and definitely there's, I mean, I can hear you're probably coming more from the place of now supporting people to not fall into the pattern of avoiding effort or avoiding also charge and also responsibility or shrinking in the, in the face of, of challenge. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's one segment of life. Um, there's a huge segment of life that comes from the other place where you have to take the challenge. You have to up your game. You have to ta -ta 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 -ta, always go bigger, go faster, go stronger. And you compare yourself with everybody. So again, I think that the answer is not in doing something or not doing something is to see where does it come from. And in a way, the, um, the Eastern tradition, especially Taoism, I think has a, had a nice way of putting it that um 
this famous phrase that I think is often probably also quite misunderstood of voulez-vous, which I think is mostly translated as non-doing. And everybody that goes into this or also practices martial arts is, um, has maybe experienced that it's there's something you can do, there's there's a space, and then there's you don't do anything, but that's the same doing. That's the same place of like a, um, in a in life, or there's a place where doing and not doing is not opposites. And you go to a place where you're just going with the natural movement of life. So that's that's the deeper place where the old masters would say life is moving you and you're just aligning or synchronizing with the flow. And I think where that, in my experience, leads us to is the exploration of how much are we in touch or embodied in touch with our body or embodied in the world or how much are we disembodied and live our lives from ideas and concepts? It can be like, I have to be super successful and have to be best in, uh, in class and starts in kindergarten and goes all the way up until you have to be on top of the, the building in the corporate world that are working. Or the concept can be like, ah, it shouldn't be so hard. I should feel pleasure all the time in whatever I do. Um, so these are all, in a way, concepts that don't necessarily relate or come from life naturally. And the more we're not in touch with our body, and I would argue that most people are not, and uh, I myself, I've been practicing for this for more than 20 years, and I'm continuously um, noticing layers where I'm not in touch with myself and I'm living from ideas and concepts. And then I go like, oh, wow, interesting. And um, so there is no, there's no answer to um, how does it look like? Answer is in where does it come from and what's the internal place? And we live so much in a world where we in a way have our personal history, but we have also such a strong collective history of hundreds, maybe some ways now, thousands of years where there is an uh, underlying assumption of like, you cannot trust your being, you cannot trust your, your body, you cannot trust your um, uncensored or un, how to say, it's not uncivilized, that would be too already giving it too much of a brain but just like you cannot just relax and then expect that something will happen basically while <laughs> all the saying exactly this you know relax everything's happening anyway um and of course it's not so simplistic as that that you just sit down and um don't need to do anything and everything will come your way but it's basically getting out of the way of the impulses because a body that's alive, it's like wants to thrive. It wants to develop. It wants to love. It wants to create. Um, it would be almost as if we say to the world and look at, look at nature, for example, and, and look at nature and say, how lazy is that? But that is not <laughs> how nature or anything in, 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 um in reality is it all moves and develops in its own way and i think people that actually become very successful like you have two people that people become very successful in 
through ways of really being cruel and um, enslaving themselves. In a way, treating themselves, their bodies, even their minds, their hearts as, as objects that has to be optimized. Mm -hmm. And we have such an, like a, a fetish in our Western society about making everything more optimized even a lot of like wellness health and even spiritual development is a, is a lot about like being better at life um yeah where also people that get very successful in a way at one point also understand that you need to follow something higher and higher means not only just like higher up like spiritual i mean it becomes that but it also really can come through connecting with the body that you cannot actually like a lot of complexity or intensity you can only through and if you start doing it it becomes quite um, quite a struggle and then that's also then when people are able maybe to really do a lot or achieve a lot but don't feel like they're stressed out you know some people are doing a lot but it's not feeling like it comes from internal pressure maybe comes from a strong vision or goal but that feels aligned with who they are and what they want to express in life yeah and then what i said before is also then people that what you were maybe talking about that feel like they are not doing so much or shying away from challenges or want to have it a bit more comfortable uh one also needs to see for some people that's just who they want to be in this life and that's fine but it does not mean automatically that people feel more, that they are more relaxed on the inside. Yeah. I, I don't think that's at all the case. It, it can be, but often it's um, also coming from, a, it's almost like a resistance or like a, a, a protest against the, the, the doing world, the many pushes of what I'm supposed to do. And I don't want to do that because then I feel like, stressed out or i'm not myself anymore but there's also an internal fight going on or even a pressure or even a feeling of like there's stuff i would want to but i don't know how to and that creates also strong um pressure in ourselves and then maybe a lot of self-criticism yeah. um because i'm supposed to but i don't manage so there's not like relaxation this this is like this is exactly what i want to do because I can't, relaxation comes when I'm really in alignment with what I'm doing. I can work a lot, but it feels like the right thing to do because that's exactly, and it feels really relaxed. I mean, I'm probably tired in the evening, but that's the right kind of tiredness. And I can, in contrast, sit at the couch all day long and not manage to do anything. And I don't feel um, relaxed. I feel maybe even more uh, worked up. So yeah. we cannot we cannot measure it by what we see, what is the visible output of a person. And it's also not the um not the answer to stress. For a lot of people, then it's like, oh, you're stressed, just do less. That can be a very or often is a very useful thing first to do because you need a little bit of space to actually clear out. But then the, the deeper work is is to understanding what are you doing with yourself, the way you treat yourself. Yeah. And um, 
see what what drives you because also when we're not in touch with our bodies and a lot in our heads the the crazy thing is that we we don't know what we are really what we really need yeah. or what we really want or what we're actually what would make us happy and successful we follow ideas of what we think might make us successful earning this amount of money or having this kind of relationship having that kind of spiritual state it doesn't matter if if it doesn't come from an internal place it will 100% not satisfy you and create even more more pressure on the inside because something says like that's not it because it isn't yeah um the the place i i come back to i guess because i think it's it's related to what i was saying before is one thing that i've been exploring over the past few years especially in the context of business is the the people who i perceive as um successful both materially but also kind of in their being that the, that it feels an integrity what they're doing what i'm learning from some of these people is that and i'm adopting that myself that there are principles to follow in times when i don't have clear access to my body intelligence so i think it's almost like the, the criticism that comes up for me is uh I don't expect of myself or anyone else to always have access to that intelligence to kind of follow life's impulses because, uh, because we're all wounded. And so I want to have, I, I want to be able to, uh, I want to have ways to move forward and to take care of myself. This is not just like productivity stuff. This is also self-care stuff that I can lean onto when I'm, when I'm not able to connect to like, what is my present moment uh, body intelligence telling me, which is not a contradiction to what you're saying. It's more like a, I have a total yes to what you're describing and and sometimes something else is needed as well, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, yes. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still curious on the, on the conversation because I, so maybe it needs to be happening on two levels. So first I, I agree because, um, again, what I said, healthy discipline is for me is different than, um, just following my, my patterns and my strategies, how I, either overdo all the time or I underdo all the time. So in a way, a, a healthy discipline. And for me, I can talk about my, my discipline doing my workout, like physical workout, or mostly even because that's been practicing my practice of meditation and, and other things that I have. Um, I don't leave that up to, do I want to do that today or not? Mm -hmm. not at all i mean that'd be <laughs> stupid because there's be probably many days where i don't want to do it and especially the days i need it i probably don't want to do it 
And um, so I follow a deeper movement than just my mood or my my feeling of the day. But it's still not coming from a place of like, how do I make myself better in the world and where will that get me? It comes from a very deep um, stream in myself that I cannot even do. I cannot make myself wanting to have that impulse but i feel i have the impulse and that runs deep in my life Mm -hmm. and so that's a that's a different place than again like doing something or not doing something and 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 i would also argue as we're living in a world where there's definitely we're definitely leaning in the in the in the zone of of overdoing Mm -hmm even with all things that seem to be healthy and then are healthy in wellness, but we're all overdoing um, in a sense that we leave very little space for things just to happen. And normally that would be the times of weekends or for moments of being with your children or with your loved ones or even in lovemaking or, or art or um, a day off and you don't know what's going to happen. So we, we usually, and I think it's, it's accelerating as time and, and frequency is accelerating, that things like this are not so much happening anymore because so much to do all the time. Social media, like you have your phone with like, there's always you something sometimes you could do. And then I'm having a nice walk in nature, but I need to make a selfie because I will post it later. And, and uh, I don't, I'm, I mean that as well. Like, but so I think there is a, a a lost art of really letting space and your body and even boredom create something that you cannot pre-plan before. And again, this is not in opposition to what you're saying, but it's more as a um, something that needs to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And to allow oneself to have the experience, even like I'm not doing anything and maybe nothing actually is happening. Nothing is coming forward from it. But if you're, if you have stretched in one dimension too far, you cannot just expect to go right into the center. Um, The correction will have to go through the other side. So if people are constantly overstretching themselves, pushing themselves, um, there will be, even from an internal measurement or an evaluation of the situation, if you let go a little bit, you will feel like, oh, but now I don't want to do anything. And I don't want to do anything for three weeks. And maybe I don't want to do anything for three months. And in all times, people would have sabbaticals for that because you need sometimes to, uh, you need time to unwind from the, the way you wind up during days or even Shabbat or Sunday. I mean, who keeps that anymore you know that's like another day of doing stuff yeah and again not about there's nothing <laughs> against doing a lot of these things yeah but yeah. These, these patterns are so strong that we don't often even notice anymore again from where they are coming from until we give some kind of time and space meditation time out nature whatever to notice oh how how was how wind up i was yeah or maybe i still am 
yeah, I think now now it's landing more uh, or the way it lands for me is like uh, going a layer deeper in what actually drives and fuels me. Yes. And um, when an impulse comes from that deeper place, it doesn't mean that uh, the my personality will be fully on board with it or it will feel easy or, or anything like that. But when it comes from that place and when I'm able to stay connected to that, uh, I, I don't push against the parts in me that don't like this. Yeah, and often it can be it can be even very confrontational because I'm so used to being a certain way. So it's definitely uh, sometimes uh, even can be even perceived as a threat to my integrity of my personality. Who am I if I'm not doing that anymore or not so much anymore? And um, I mean, all good things and, and even mental health comes from a place where I'm not just following my patterns. My pattern will not make me happy and long-term also will not make me healthy. Um, so the health in also confronting my ideas and my beliefs, how I think they, how things should be, because eventually we all go <laughs> from this world. We definitely don't keep our beliefs. And um, yeah, they don't, they, they don't know very much about the, the, the infinite possibilities of, of life. Yeah. We know just a very, 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 very small way of, of being in life. Yeah. And so it's, it's, uh, it's threatening. And also if one is allowed like to, it's like hitting rock bottom, either through a crisis or voluntarily going like sometimes like you need to go down it doesn't feel nice. But then out of that allowance, mm. often a different, a different motivation can arise and Sometimes it's a very different one than I thought, or I have a different enthusiasm for things again than just repetitiously by repetition, just keep keep uh, doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a it's a bit of an an, an art also, and I think it's a <laughs> a bit like a lost art. And you can even see that in education systems and with kids and like how much they're, I think it starts to get stronger and stronger and younger and younger, how they're supposed to already learn to be performing. And then you have the backlash of like, oh, no more grades, no more performance, no more competition at all. But that's not it. That's not it either. It's not in the old times, the Western traditions is not forcing, but also not avoiding yeah, there is also a natural movement for it, and if that wants to come, it's great. And you also need to develop that. Yeah. So basically, um, both the pushing and the avoiding are stemming from something like an idea of how things should be. Mm -hmm. And like, I think what now lands more also in what you're sharing is that what you're pointing to is a kind of micromanaging we're doing with ourselves constantly. Yeah, and in a less nice way to say how we're objectifying ourselves all the time. How we're treating our bodies, our health, um, other people, life. Mm 
nature, the world, the planet as an object, you know, that should be performing or uh, um, delivering in a certain way. Yeah. And that's the, that's, that's painful. I mean, the way when we treat ourselves, not like, you know, or I mean, just imagine your partner treats you like an object in a sense of like, but you're always supposed to be like this. It doesn't make you feel loved. Yeah. But that's what we do with parts of ourselves within ourselves. Yeah. We do with our bodies. And I know I, I had struggles with my body of suddenly being sick, but now I have a workshop and it's like, yeah, but you're not functioning. Like what, like, it's not supposed to be like this. Don't let me down or, um, and <laughs> not understanding that this is life in a way, you know, and, and I don't want to mean that now that I think we're all in this to, to degrees and we can help each other and we can help ourselves to create, to create more compassion again and to basically come back into the body, like live life as the body. Not that I even, um, I check in with what does my body need is like, it's almost a little bit like a split that I have to ask is like, I can take time to feel yeah. only to, to check in or think or, or read on the internet what my, what my body potentially would need. But we often live so far away that we need these kind of crutches to come back um, into it. Yeah, we're, we're at time. So let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, I feel like we could, we could definitely continue this conversation. Um, is maybe I'll just I'll just bookmark a thought and and you can also see if that's something that worth exploring further. But what you're describing now, like this objectifying, I've heard some people reference that as like a like a colonizing of our own body, for example. And that is a really powerful reflection also of things that that are happening or have happened and are still happening in the world. Um mm. Yeah, somehow I find it a cool perspective because, yeah, like we kind of look from our mind, kind of trying to enslave our body to do what we want it to do. Rather than like being it and um, weaving yeah. together the different like levels of intelligence we have access to. Yeah, I mean, we're all scared shit of really allow ourselves to be because that's also where we have developed from woundings our survival patterns and mechanism they're all part of ways of efforting of objectifying of trying to get a grip of controlling ourselves in life it's also understandable and everybody who takes this work seriously has probably experienced when you let go of it. It's not just like, oh yeah, now I try something different. It's often it comes with having to go through maybe emotions or experiences that were stored by 
um, or, or managed by, by a lot of effort. And also, so that's one part. And another part is also just to, to understand that we're living in a where we constantly suggest that to each other and ourselves all the time. Yeah, but you have to, you know, like you have to. Like, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we, we can also find out and see what happens. I think it's a lot more creativity that would happen than like, but that's the, maybe that's the good, it's a good word to end. Like efforting or pushing cannot produce creativity per se. It's not pushing does not create creativity. It can maybe a discipline again can create a condition through which then like an artist, you need to learn all kinds of things so that your creativity can flourish and can, come forward in more refined ways but it's not the pushing in the in the art or in the discipline that creates the creativity and i think this goes for everything in life for the way we we move our bodies for the way we live our relationships the way we work and make money and create culture um i don't think there is something evolutionary regenerative that comes from forcing life i i don't think so it's the way we reduce creativity if at all and again that's a lifetime of it's it's not a black or white do this or don't do this it's <laughs> uh, it takes practice okay maybe we'll leave it here thank you david Wrap it up here. Thank you, Fever.